Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the tallest small of all? It's Lisa Small from Canada. Lisa talks about her clown nose job. We discuss dead parents and the fun side of cancer. And if that's not weird enough for you, we also discuss socially distancing yourself from gremlins while buying drugs. There's lots of F-bombs, so if you're easily offended, go back to Facebook and have a moan about something. You'll love it. Lisa. You don't look so happy to see me. Is there something wrong with my face? No. Okay. Did some people <laughs> say that? I just, you know what I, <laughs> Hi. Hi, how are you doing? I'm great. I can't believe you're all the way from England or Britain, technically. How wild is that? It's technically Scotland. Okay, well, you know what? My nose got in the way, so I couldn't read. <laughs> That's probably what it was. Yeah. So, oh, uh, that's not your real nose. Yeah. Um, I had it surgically. Um, you know how people get like fake boobs and fake butts and fake arms and fake limbs. And I went for a nose. Oh. You know it. Are, are you on a budget? <laughs> What's that? Are you on a budget? I'm on a budget exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. I like it. Oh. How's your day? How's it going? It's good. It's good. So you're about lunchtime where you are. I've got, you know, I'll tell you exactly. I've got one fifteen p.m. Yeah. 1- so I'm I'm just after oh, six fifteen. So and I- okay. That's it. That's in the evening. Um, yeah. Thanks very much for uh, joining me. I've been looking forward to talking to you, and uh, you might be aware I was talking to your friend on LinkedIn. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know I about love that. that. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was cool. Um, so she gave me some uh, topics to bring up that that might be worthy of of discussion. I like it. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. I was looking for Lisa Small on Google and and YouTube. Okay. <laughs> and okay. I could I couldn't find where your stuff is. Okay. Like, where- so you gotta go to you gotta go to uh, Small TV on YouTube. Small right. TV, yeah, like small S M A L L. Um, on link on LinkedIn, it's Lisa Small. On um, Instagram, it's Small. So S M A L L. Zero zero seven. L I S A. Right. Right. So it's like it's like, you know, when you have to read an encyclopedia and you're like, for the love of God. Mm-hmm. kind of like that trying to find me except i guarantee anything that you say small 007 lisa it will come up so small 007 lisa yeah so snapchat so um small 007 lisa if you go to tiktok small 007 lisa instagram small 007 lisa the only ones that i don't have is my linkedin cuz i have to be professional and 
I think my Facebook. Yeah, even my Twitter is small 007 Lisa. Yeah. Right. I'll put these in the show notes so anyone listening can find you. Thank you. No worries. So Lisa, um, Lisa Small, is that your real name? It is. Can I tell you something about that? Yes, please. <laughs> okay, so this is wild. I am 178 centimeters in length. I thought you were going to say 178 years old. <laughs> I Yeah. <laughs> but I use dove. <laughs> yeah, so I'm 5'9". I'm 5'9", just shy of 5'10", and my last name's Small. Right. So you're small, but you're tall. Exactly. I'm, I'm glad we cleared that up. <laughs> you know, like... I look like a liar. You know what it's like to try to like convince guys like, you know, if I try to date somebody and, I, and I'm, I'm like, my name is Lisa Small. And then they see me and they're just like, you know, they kind of look at me like, like, I don't know my height. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you're wearing heels as well, you're going to be like up there. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm always looking down on people. <laughs> I don't mean to, but it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just a funny <laughs> What is that? A contradiction or something? What do they call that? Um, shitty card in life. <laughs> I don't think it's shitty. No, everyone wants to be tall, don't they? Everyone does. Everyone does. To be honest with you, I just—I guess for me, like personally, I'm like, oh my gosh, this again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear I mean, it all the time because I grew up with it. So I'm like, let me guess. My last name's Small. And I'm so tall. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah you, you probably haven't heard that very much have you right yeah when i was in school i was like the shortest in my primary school um and like the second shortest in my high school um, but i'm like five eight five nine now so i kind of caught up a little bit okay okay so i would have to like pick you up to kiss you <laughs> put you back down which is fine on your linkedin um you put the world need the world needs more humor and the healing the healing power of laughter. I picked that up because this is one of the reasons why I'm doing the comedy pump podcast. Th these are the very reasons. So I'm glad that I, I've seen that on your profile, um, because yeah, the world does need a lot of more laughter and um, and humor and healing. And it kind of is like you're a doctor because you're healing people. A hundred percent. You need you need all the support you can get. So so that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, love it. I love it. It's I totally agree with you too. Yeah, and and one of the other things was I was trying to find some good comedy shows and I couldn't find any anywhere. Um, so it's like you know what's the deal? Comedy's awesome, and whenever you do find a comedy show, it's like sold out like that. You know, it's done. Um, so people love it. Why is there not more of them? And why are comedians still struggling to get to comedy shows on a budget, you know, and they're not getting paid very well and all of this? So I really want to help comedians with their online stuff because, I mean, everything's going online. And comedians, you know, naturally can do a lot of stuff online um, with the videos, books, and, and so on. You, you do some writing yourself, don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I find that um, in the comedy field, for me in particular, it's a little bit tougher because of my gender. So 
I find that um, usually the ratio is about 75 to, you know, whatever's left over. And that's me. And so usually when I'm going up against other comics, it's always like, okay, I can't talk about the same thing you guys can talk about and get the same reaction. I have to be very, I have to be very clean with my work if I want to be taken seriously. And I find like what you said, like laughter is definitely, laughter is definitely such a neglected thing. Like I can't believe how much people need it. Like it's insane. Like, like people are depressed and like when they get they get a laugh they're just like their body physically changes and, and it mm. shocks me like like you're missing this in life mm. <laughs> what the heck yeah. let me give you some like i have too much yeah. so yeah i'm definitely i'm definitely on on agreement with you the the world definitely needs more the world definitely needs more laughter and um there's something else i was gonna say i also find that um you know, like people, there's not a lot of clean, there's not a lot of clean humor. So I think that people don't, I think people think that comedy means to pick on people. They think that it's like, um, you know, you go and you sit in a crowd, you might get heckled, you might get heckled by the comedian or something like that. That's not comedy. Comedy is when everyone's laughing mm. and everyone understands and nobody feels uncomfortable about it. And it's like, I like to shed light on stuff like, um, um, I like to take a topic and then I like to twist it like really raw stuff, like emotional abuse, um, anything you can think of, um, black lives matter, that kind of stuff. And I like to take it and I like to twist it and I go, okay, you're uncomfortable with this. It is what it is. Let's look at it in a funny way though. You know? So one thing is like, um, there's a joke I'm working on right now. It's, um, it's like, white people always think that black people look the same. Right. So that doesn't even make sense. Does it everybody? Did one black guy come along and then just multiply. And so now we have a ton of black people that all look the same, you know, like that's like saying Martha Stewart looks like the exact same as whoever I can't think of yet. <laughs> right. So it's like taking something so serious and being like, guys, really, this is silly. Right. But let's laugh about it. Now you get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I've been um, all over the UK. I've lived and worked all over the UK. I've met a lot of people. Um, I'm kind of multicultured. Um, I grew up in London a little bit, finished school there. So I had a lot right. of friends with different kind of um, cultures and ethnic backgrounds and so on. So I, I kind of get on with everyone and, and it's not really a problem for me in this whole racism thing. I'm just, whenever I hear about it, it just reminds me of Morgan Freeman. who's been interviewed about racism and he says, do you want to know how you stop racism? You stop talking about it. And I was like, bang. <laughs> That's that. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't have a thought on that. I don't have a thought on that, but I really like that guy. Oh yeah, it's good. Uh, I'm obsessed. He's on Pinterest, the app Pinterest. Yeah. You know that one? So it just shows a whole bunch of pictures and he's always got these quotes. I'm just like, are you are you a genius? Like what the hell's with you, man? <laughs> he's God, isn't he? I or, swear. Or... <laughs> I swear. And then the way he presents himself, he's so he's so well put together. And he's just and there's like nothing you can you're like you're looking for something like 
are you narcissistic? Like, what's going on with you? Literally, it's all like, <laughs> you're just really smart. That's it. Mm-hmm. My God. I think I'm in love with him. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> oh, he's a very good man. He's a very good man. Um, I would like to ask you about your childhood because I'm quite interested in how you grew up and your friend suggested to ask you about this as well. So I'm intrigued. Yeah, yeah. What, what's the story? Okay, so <laughs> this is interesting. So when I grew up, my mom, uh, in Canada, we have this thing called welfare. Do you know welfare? Yeah, it's like social security. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. my mom, she raised me on um, welfare, but she, she, it turns out she was a very interesting, she's a very interesting lady. Like she's right when she's right and she's right when she's wrong. Mm. So I watched her as I grew up and I was like, you're literally the epitome of everything I don't want to be. This is wild. And I used to, I used to get really bothered by it, but like, as I got older, I started thinking like, she's kind of like a bowl of soup, you know, mm-hmm. like, like looks appealing, looks warm and friendly, but like no man wants to finish her kind of thing. <laughs> Too much. Uh, I'm not sure. It's kind of like a catch <laughs> next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the more I just sit back and watch this lady, this woman who gave me life, I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'm so dumbfounded by this. And so everything, <laughs> everything that I talk about in my comedy is usually, is usually surfaced from like an emotional place of interaction with her. And I'm, and I always like, and I twist it up because I'm like, can you guys imagine this? Can you guys imagine that? And people laugh because they can actually imagine it, you know? Mm. I just am the one that said it. And so I'm kind of like, I like to shed light on stuff like that. Like the stuff no one wants to talk about. Like, let's let's say it. I'll go first. <laughs> yeah. I, I was really close to my mom. Uh, not so close to my dad or my stepmom. Um, but, yeah, my mom was great. She was always smiling. She got cancer. And, and, and our smile... And our laughter and our sense of humor kept it going for another 10 years. Do you know what I mean? I swear it on. Um, which was great. Uh, my dad went uh, with cancer as well, but he was much quicker. That He was a bit more serious. So, you know, I think comedy is very healing. Laughter and just lightheartedness. It's good for people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing that you're able to say that, like, it's amazing that you're able to say confidently, you know, my, my mother passed from cancer and my dad passed from cancer because, um, like I've never seen, I've never looked my father in the eye cause he also passed from cancer. Why is that funny? I'm too immature for this conversation. So <laughs> Why am I laughing? I'm sorry. <laughs> so, like, um, I never met the guy, but, um, do you think my mom's going to pass from cancer? I mean, it just, it all makes sense, right? I think half half the people in the world die from cancer now. There's too much sugar and crap that we're, you know, consuming, I think. I think she would die from a bad attitude. That's what I would <laughs> That's That's also a killer, isn't it? Um, if you live in stress <laughs> all the time or if you're very negative all the time, you just, you just keep yourself in that body stress area where it just doesn't do your health any good. Yeah, like some people, I look at them and they're just like, they look like little gremlins. They're just like, 
<laughs> you don't know what to do with it. You're kind of like, you need something. <laughs> I had a guy when I was, um, I'll tell you a quick story. I went to go to Shoppers Drug Mart. You guys have Shoppers Drug Mart over there? I can't remember. No, we, um, are you talking about Walmart? I uh, know, like a pharmacist, like a pharmacy. Oh, yeah. Uh, over here, we don't have Walmart. We have Asta. But pharmacies, no, I've not heard of that one. Okay, so it's sort of like, um, it's like, okay, you know when you go to, it's kind of like a Walmart condensed. Right. And the prices are higher and um, the convenience is really great. So there was a social social distancing moment that I had and there was a guy behind me and we were just chit-chatting about how he lost his job and we were waiting to get in and the guy in front of me was a gremlin and he turned at me and he said to me he said to me you know you're supposed to be six feet away or something like this he said (laughs) now I was not sure what to do because I'm thinking like this guy's really upset and I didn't realize I was being I didn't realize I was doing nothing to harm him, right? I'm talking to the guy behind. I don't know. So anyways, I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, but I don't know. I can't go forward. And as you can see, I can't go backwards. So maybe you should go forward. Mm-hmm. Well, that didn't work because then he grumbled me again. And he said, well, you're supposed to be farther away. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, this is what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to put a smile on your face. You know, and then I was like, well, maybe I like you, (laughs) you know, and that guy's like 70 and he just, he had nothing to say. He was just kind of like, I think part of his head said, well, I kind of like that, but I'm kind of mad at you for being able to think that up. Hmm. So I'm not going to answer you. That's how I deal with gremlins. People get addicted to their negative emotions and they just find situations to feed those emotions into the system and if you try and trip them up they're just no thanks i'm not interested that's not the emotions i'm trying to find (laughs) let's let's get back to being miserable please you know oh my god the magnet fell off the fridge oh my god yeah you know people they just go yeah they do that and i'm going hey like it's not to say i don't have my moments too because sometimes i'm like i I just walk right into a wall and then i'll be mad at myself for being stupid Hmm. You know, like, oh, my God, I stubbed my toe, and I know that furniture's there. Yeah. I used to be so miserable. Yeah, I was moaning everything, anything, everything and anything. Where was yours from, do you know? Like, where did it, like, what were you mad at, if you can, like, pinpoint it? Um, I'm not sure. It could be from childhood. Um, It could just be from having a whole life of shit thrown at me. <laughs> I'm trying not to see it that way these days. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm kind of like trying to create my own reality, you know, uh, the thinking right and feeling right and all of that kind of stuff and being positive, etc. But I used to be like, God damn, fuck my life. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, I just I do all the time. Fuck my life. This is so typical. It's like I was almost expecting something bad to happen and it wouldn't else be like, see, fuck my life. So, but I'm changed now. I've I've changed the way that I think about things and the way I see things. And and I intentionally intentionally want to make a a change in my life. And 
I'm consciously aware of when I'm catching myself being negative, I'll stop myself and I'll readjust my perspective and change the negative into something positive, you know, my self-talk and all that. Um, and, it's, and it works and, and things are going good. And it, and it takes me away from the stress area and puts me back into in a healthy kind of way of being. So, yeah, it is. It's hard to think positive, like especially I think for me, my moment was going, oh, my gosh, nobody warned me that this is like as bad as it is. Like I knew that it's probably going to be bad, but nobody actually said like it's going to be this bad. But then like, I'm looking at my mom and I'm like, and you're like, you're like the like biggest gremlin around. So like, I mean, I, what do you do with that? Right. You're kind of like, I have my own thoughts. So you got to protect your own space and you have to be like, I decide to be happy. I decide to be happy. I decide to be happy. <sighs> Go, you know, like you literally have to put the effort in to do that. Mm. Yeah, no, you do have to make the effort. Yeah, so with going back to your childhood, it was a happy one, sad one. I know that a lot of comedy comes from you know dark places. Was that typical of you, or was it more kind of oh a natural thing? No, that's a really good question. So, um, I like how you put that actually because a lot of people aren't really open to hearing the answer to that because it is really, really, it is really, really truthful to say that um, usually comedy comes from drama like mm. the bad drama um i had yeah i had i had bad drama i was depressed like severely depressed the dad wasn't around the mother <laughs> i don't know why i'm laughing at this it's ridiculous the mom was like i'm gonna take custody so you can't have your kid and then she's like now i'm gonna go be a jehovah witness and I'm going to, like, not show you how to, like, live life. It, it was just, like, a mess. And I got stuck in the middle of it. And I'm going, is there something wrong with my head? Why is it that my, <laughs> my head wants to be here, but my world is being over here? And then it took a little while to figure out, like, I don't need to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time... What if they don't realize they don't need to be a part of that? So, yeah, like to answer the question, yeah, it was definitely depressing because at first I was like, I was like, wow, my last name's small. And that, and it used to bother me at first. It used to, it used to bother me because I didn't know it was a joke. Right. So my mom, she, she would irritate me. And then I'd go to school and they'd be like, and they'd be like, how can your last name small? And you're so tall. And I'm like, I'm just like, do you hate me? Like, do you, I don't understand, like, what's going on here? Because I had my own stuff in my head going on mm. that I couldn't relate to people. Like, it literally, like, switched my brain to a different thing. So, right. And people would say, oh, you're so weird. Like, I do something ridiculous, you know? And they'd say, you're so weird. And I'd go, and I'd go into, like, a sad clown. And I'd just be like, oh, <laughs> I am weird. But now I'm, when someone's like, you're so weird. I'm like, I know, right? You should, you should hear what's in my head. Like, I can't even say half the stuff that's in my head. But, um, but yeah, like, I, I definitely think that, like, a lot of people that I think are really good at comedy are the most depressed. But I think that it's, 
in the worst way, it's a gift. It's a, it's like, if you can get out of it and think positive, choose to think positive, which is so difficult, then you'll know why you'll know why things are the way that they are. Mm. I think we're all a little bit weird in our own way, but it's, you you seem really weird to me. I'm, oh, I'm, you don't know. (laughs) Really? eh? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I like it. And I know some people as well. And Make me look sane. <laughs> What's that? They make me look sane. Some of the people I know. Really? I'm I've got like I need to make some new friends then. Some brand new <laughs> some more friends. Because I <laughs> the weirder the better. Yeah. The, I, I think no, I normal's boring. It is. It's boring. It's typical. I know what to expect. I know what it is. You're not challenging me in a positive way. Hmm. I'm not laughing at you in like a positive. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing with you in a positive way. I'm laughing at you. Just not. That's not right. Like if Mm. you're too normal, can I, can I be, can I do something like out of the box or are you going to feel uncomfortable? You know? Yeah. But I love what you're doing. Do it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Do it anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Do it anyway. You love what I'm doing. Did you say? Yeah. I love what you're doing. Like, I think it's, I think it's like, um, I don't even know what to say to be honest to you, but like, it's definitely, it's a definitely beautiful thing to be doing. And the fact that you're, the fact that you're able to be like, Oh, wait a second, there's a gap here and I can fix it is like very honorable Mm. because you could choose to just be like, ah, life sucks, man. There's another reason to be happy, but you're like, you know, hold on a sec. I want to do something. Yeah, no, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I do a lot of business stuff online and I listen to a lot of business podcasts, but I went to try and find some good comedy podcasts to listen to and there wasn't really any. <laughs> I mean, there was some, but they weren't that good. Do you ever watch, um, I, I have a thing for Joe Rogan. Yeah. Do you ever watch I know of him, but I don't. I don't listen to his stuff. I'm, I'm just kind of too busy, really. So you can pick Joe Rogan and then say, I know I'm like, what's the word? Endorsing him, but whatever. Um, you can say, okay, I want to see Joe Rogan. And uh, there's a girl I don't, from, I don't know where she's from, actually. Her name's Roseanne. She used to have a show called Roseanne. Anyways, uh, you can go Joe Rogan, Roseanne, or Joe Rogan, Kevin Hart. Or Joe Rogan, um, there's another guy that I like watching. I can't think of his name. I follow Kevin Hart on uh, TikTok. Okay. That's good. There's a few good people (laughs) on on TikTok that I follow, you know, famous people. Um, Do you know many Scottish comedians? Um, I do know. So the one Scottish one that I like, I can't remember her name, but she's blonde. And she always talks about, ah, shoot. She's about 35. She talks about her kid. She has a little girl. Um, and she has a crazy, or so she says, crazy uh, ex-partner. I can't remember her name for the life of me. But, um, yeah, she's she's from Europe. And she actually came here a couple years ago. And I didn't realize how advanced she was in her career. So it mm-hmm. was like, 
it was an honor to be able to sit there and watch that. And I didn't even realize, like, I was like, man, this, she's good. Like, mm-hmm. look at her go. But I didn't realize, like, she's, she's been around. Like, she's been around for a good, I don't even know how long, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But long enough to, you know, put me in my place, that's for sure. <laughs> have you heard yeah. of, have you heard of uh, Kevin Bridges? Uh, no. And if I search him quick on my phone, does he looks like? He's from Glasgow. Okay. K-E-V-I-N Bridges. Oh. Yeah. Um, I have not heard from him, but he's he's very British looking, eh? Glasgow? (laughs) (laughs) Glasgow, yeah. That's where I am just now. Which is an hour from England. That's why I'm thinking, okay, I think I got it together now. It's an hour if you've got a fast motorbike. Oh, Who else is there? Billy Connolly, uh, you must have heard of. I'm more of a face person, right? Like, I I know the name. Yeah, I'm not very good with names. Yeah, he's been around for a while. What's your favorite hmm. swear word? I'm not a fan of being politically correct, oh, and right. I swear far too much. I always have. Even when I was a young kid, my friends, who also sweared, would say that I swore far too much. Fuck, obviously. Yeah. Um, oh, I wa- There's a video I you can watch on YouTube by uh, some guru guy called Osho. And he does a talk on the word fuck. And he, he talks about all the different contexts that it can be used. And it's brilliant. The guy's like, he's a spiritual master, and he's talking about all the different uses of the word fuck. Oh. Ah. <sighs> What the fuck has happened there? You're back. Grant, what happened? I, I don't know. It just You just disappeared off the screen there. You left me like every man in my life ever did. But, <laughs> but you came back like every man ever did. <laughs> I mean, I get Oh, that's quality. <laughs> uh, um... Yeah, sorry. So, yeah, um, before you disappeared so rudely, <laughs> um, I was talking about Osho, and um, he he basically does a speech on all the different contexts of the word fuck, and it's beautiful, and he's a spiritual master, okay. you know? Um, you don't expect that kind of thing from a spiritual guru. You know, he, he's talking about love and open-heartedness and, and – and then this one time he's talking about the word fuck. Like you, d- you don't really hear them talk about swear words, but there was truth there. And I think I'm really attracted to people that are speaking the truth and they're being authentic and they're being vulnerable and they're not worried about what people think about them. All those things are really attractive to me. And most people, I think. I don't know about yourself. I really like how you put that. And here's the reason why. Ooh, that was like so smooth. Um, I have a problem with caring too much about what people think of me. So <laughs> it, you would think that, okay, well then why the heck are you doing this? Why are you in this? Because people are going to say all kinds of stuff. They're going to be like, you know, you're, they're going to say whatever they want. They're going to heckle me. They're going to, I've been told that I'm ugly. I've been told that I'm, not as pretty as I think I am. And I'm like, um, 
okay, I'm not sure what to tell you. Like, mm. I'm, I know that I'm not perfect. But like you said, like, I have to be able to say to them, I'm okay with not being, you know, exceptionally, like, I'm okay with not being the most beautifulest person on the planet. My goal isn't to be the most attractive person. My goal is to shed light on the fact that I'm a female that hasn't. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, I like that you said that the way you said it, because I'm always kind of like, how can I care less about what people think in the, in, in the way that it's been affecting me? Like, how can I put a block on that? But uh, mm. I don't know. I just, the way that you said it, people are telling me this all the time, all the time. But I like how I like how you said it. So you got let me let me let me tell you something else there in that regard because um, one of my weird things that I've done is uh, I was a life coach and my niche was dating. <laughs> nice. Uh, so I learned a lot of stuff about validation, validation seeking. You know, yeah, um, and and that one of the biggest problems in the world is people thinking you know, that they don't feel that they're enough. Oh. And so they're constantly trying to get validation from people. Hey, check me out. Please tell me that I'm a, I'm, I'm a good person or I'm good enough or I'm great or mm -hmm. whatever they want to be known for or feel good about, you know, themselves. So it was actually really eye-opening That is experience. Yeah. yeah. That is that's I learned, nice. I like that you said that. I learned a lot during that phase well, i learned some negative things too but um that's kind of gone off topic the context here is that um people are looking for answers outside of themselves and validation to confirm that they are good people do you know what i mean right it's like yeah, yeah yeah i get it I it's got it's, it's got its roots in in tribal kind of areas you know caveman days people are like they have to be accepted by the group or they'll be outcast and then they won't be able to survive. They won't be able to fend for themselves. So they have to be accepted by the group. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they don't want to, they don't want to rock the boat and they want to be liked and all of that kind of stuff. So it's kind of primal. Do you know what I mean? I interpret that as um, like for me, in my case, I interpret that as like, you know, why Lisa, do you think that you're not good enough? Your ears are where they're supposed to be. You're functioning. Um, you're alive. <laughs> and that's awesome. Mm. And I guess in that, it's like, why? Yeah, so my mom's crazy. Yeah, so the magnet fell off the fridge. There's gremlins sometimes. But, like, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I guess what I take from what you're saying is, like, that's not my problem. Like, mm. I can help you, but I, I shouldn't have to extend myself out of my comfort zone to make you feel comfortable with me. Mm. Like that. You just reminded you just reminded me of a book. I haven't read it, but the title kind of explains it all. It's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. <laughs> you know. My friend have you read gave it? it to me. She's like, Lisa, here, you need to read this. Right. And I was like, but why wouldn't you want to give a fuck? Like, <laughs> why don't you want to care? I don't understand. <laughs> but, so so what did you think of the book then? I haven't read it thoroughly. I think I got in the front pages and then I was like, I don't like what I'm reading. 
no, don't tell oh. me that, that I, that I'm like this and I'm like that. I'm not ready to read it yet. Right. Cause okay. when you're mad at a book for telling you stuff, there's a problem. Yeah. You know, like it's a book. Uh-huh. I, I need to just pick it up at my own pace, open it up yeah. and just read it. Yeah. But right now I want to like chuck it out the window while I'm driving. Mm. Not ready. Read it thoroughly and accepted it. I was happy with just the title. I was, <laughs> I was done. You're like, I need to read it. <laughs> I'm all over that. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Because <laughs> of the uh, word fuck, right? That's what it was. <laughs> uh, no, I just just not caring because it's about helping people get away from being all caught up in the bullshit and the stress and and stuff and. And it's like, just release, let it go. It's not important. Do you know what I mean? Just focus on what is important. You say it. You say it like so, like, gentle. Like, who cares? Who cares, man? Like, I can hear that. I can hear that. Instead of, I don't care what people think. Like, it's not like I do it on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Are you offended? (laughs) You know? Oh, Oh, I hate people that are offended. <laughs> oh, uh, everyone's so offended about everything. And you know what's fun? <sighs> I went into Walmart with my friend, and I went around. I said, I just want to try this experiment. And she's like, Lisa, what are you doing? And I went around, and I asked people just random things. Like, I saw three Indian guys, and they saw that I saw them. And so I went towards them, and I was like, are you guys – Are you? I'm sorry, are you guys offended? Now, I know what I'm doing, right? I'm just messing with them. One of them pulled up his pants and he's like, I'm not offended. Why would I be offended? I'm not offended. And then I did it with somebody else. I'm not offended. I'm not offended. I'm not offended. Nobody wants to say that they're offended. But yet everybody's Except on Facebook. Right? (laughs) (laughs) They won't tell you to their face. To your face. I'm I'm hurt. They'll just write it. Yeah. They'll save it up for Facebook where they can be behind that barrier, you know, the screen. Keyboard warriors. Yeah. I can't believe you said that. That's disgusting. Well, believe it, I said it. <laughs> well, go on to someone else's it. page. <laughs> it's like me oh. in my book. It's like me in that book. I can't pick it up. <laughs> I'm offended. Well, you've you've wrote some books, haven't you? Me? Or a book or some books. You've done some writing. Yeah, I do writing. I do writing a lot. Of- but you haven't written a book? No, you think I should write a book? I'm scared. Well, what do you mean you're scared? If you're scared of something, you should do it. <laughs> right? Ouch! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, hold on. <laughs> um, it's really easy to self-publish these days, you know. I know. It's so, it's so, you're so right. Like, if you're afraid to do it, you should do it. You're so oh. and I don't like it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sometimes I push people out of their comfort zone a little bit, but it's for their own good, I think. It definitely is. I, and the way you <laughs> say it is gentle and it's kind and it comes from a good, like I can sense that it comes oh, from thank a you. Good, good place. That's why I can hear it. That's why I can accept what you're saying. So what kind of writing have you done? Um, so I just, I write comedy. That's what I do. I write comedy and then I scratch it up and then I rewrite it again and then I scratch it up. Until I can get something from it. So I'll give you an example. So I've got this. I mean, do you just write diaries or do you write for a newspaper or where do you write? Um, okay. So here, for example, here's my, 
here's my like this like I don't have sticky notes, but this is like if I'm out and about and something comes to my head, I put it in my phone and I save it later. So I've got like a bunch of ah. these are my different things. So like Yeah. Um Okay, so here's something that I think is funny. There's some there's a skit that I saw, and in England they say, um, I want to buy four candles. Right? So to Canada, that's like wild. Four candles? But you can say, I'm a fork handle, like a handle. Or you can say, I want four candles. I want to get four kills. Like this to you is normal, right? You've heard this before. Yeah. Um, or if you want to say, um, this is what I have on my thing. Sex is what coal comes in. And then you say, a sack of coal. I'm looking for sacks. So if you say to somebody, I'm looking for sacks. Right? You get it? Yeah, so... Um, that's the stuff I write. It's <laughs> what I write. I, I'm not really a journaly person because I'm just like I don't wanna I don't wanna see what's there yet. But um I have books of like I have this book that's like write an experience of when you saw a cat, write this of when you experience something funny or something like that. So then I take those things and then I'm like, wait a second, that was really funny. I should put that in a joke. How weird is it that you ran into a cat who you can run into a cat, you know, and then I fiddle around with it. And I'm like, how can I resonate with people? Like, this is wrong to say that you walk into a cat. <laughs> you guys need to know you can't say that. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of, that's what that's I, that's, cool. Uh, have you ever heard of Bob Monkhouse? He's actually my neighbor. Are you kidding? Have I, Your neighbor? Have I heard? We go way back, me and this guy. What's his name? <laughs> Bob Monkhouse. Monkhouse. Monk. That's worth saying Monkhouse. Okay. Monkhouse. Monk yeah. You know, like the building that you live in. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to. That's Isle. Monkhouse. Oh, here we go. English entertainer comedian. Oh, I have actually. I've seen him only a few times. Yeah, well, the the reason I brought him up is because you were talking about writing down all your your notes and stuff, and he was famous for writing down all his jokes, and it was in the media that someone stole all his writings, all his notes and jokes and stuff. I think he got them back, um, but yeah, he he had a massive collection of stuff that he'd written down, and he was kind of famous for that. That's that's something that just popped into my head there. So. I think it's interesting that that you're right. I've not spoke to any comedians or or anyone else who's talked about writing their stuff down. I don't know how it usually goes with comedians for forming their jokes, but it, you know, if you're doing stuff like writing down, thinking about it, and and all of that, I think that's kind of pro level stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it definitely sucks. I'll tell you, people think like, oh, you're a comedian. That's awesome. What is that, like a nine to five job? <laughs> no, <laughs> like, like they can't grasp the concept of it. And that's okay. You don't know. You don't know, right? It's a way of life. What's that? It's a way of life. Yeah, it's it's not like I woke up one day and I was like, I think I'm going to go on stage and risk in front of thousands of people 
them seeing my my heart for what it is and me shaking and me falling off the stage farting i mean who knows what could happen when you when you go nuts right you don't know maybe i'll just start drooling maybe i will maybe i'll fart and it'll be wet i don't know but nobody's nobody signs up for that on purpose <laughs> it's not a purposeful thing so you can't explain to somebody hey i'm going to go do this because you know um they just, just see it as like, oh, yeah, you just, you know, you want to be famous or, oh, yeah, you want to be. Those are the benefits that come along with it. I guess depend how you look at it, benefit or not benefit, but those things that mm-hmm. come along with it. But I'm not a comedian because because of that. Like, don't get me wrong, I love the attention, but I don't love it that much. <laughs> I'm kind of like, eh. people are going to be looking at my hair all the time and, you know, mm-hmm. like, caring about where my, how my nose is placed on my body. Like, really? But like an author... They sit, they think, and then they go, okay, I'm going to write that. And then it keeps coming. But so a Canadian does the same thing. Like I'll write something down. Sometimes I stick it on my wall and then I leave it there. <laughs> like, like I've got a wall that I took them down now, but like I go in through to these phases where I'll, I'll, I'll take my stuff and then I stick it on the wall and then I rearrange it. Some of the stuff I've learned is that it's very important to tell your story and be vulnerable, even share, you know, the bullshit that's happened to you because it helps people to connect with you and it shows you're being authentic as well. Um, so that, that helps to generate trust. Do you know what I mean? If people are people are trying to be all like fake and be like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm this, I'm that, whatever, um, and, and trying to pretend to kind of be perfect or – they don't want to show any weakness and it comes across as just being fake. Whereas if you just don't give a fuck and put your stuff out there, be you don't care about judgment. Um, people relate to that. They can connect with you. Better. Yes. And no, I know what you, you know mean what because mean? I've been very um, forthright and people were not accepting of it. So I get comments of like, I like your hair when it was blonde or Lisa, I think you should post more stuff. <laughs> I had somebody say to me last week and like, bless his heart. If he ever sees this, because he's a nice guy. He literally used to be my neighbor and I like the kid. And he said, you know, Lisa, you should show more pictures of your hair, your makeup, your nails. And I said, uh, be- and because I could, you know, have a potential mate. And so I said, well, I mean, what makes you think that I need a mate? Like, what makes you think that I even have this platform? That's that's such a romantic word. Like a partner, a mate, like a... (laughs) My platform isn't there because I'm looking for a partner. My platform is there because I'm trying to change the world. (laughs) Here's your scale. Here's mine. (laughs) I totally appreciate what you're trying to do. That's awesome. But that's not going to work for me. You know what I mean? So... I find when I put stuff out, some people are kind of like, ooh, I don't like that. That's too, ooh. No, I just wanted to follow you because I thought you were pretty. Ooh, you're talking about stuff I don't like. But somebody said to me before, don't think like mm-hmm. that, Lisa. Those aren't your people. So. Well, I've heard that um, the secret is to not necessarily build an army of fans, but more so have yourself a thousand true fans that will fight all your battles and buy everything that you put out there. Once you get because to that level, Because then they will tell their friends, here's an idea. They will tell their friends, here's an idea. Is that the is that the? Well, no, it's just that if you have a thousand people that will buy anything that you're selling and will fight all your battles, then 
you know, you're kind of cruising at that point. You know, you won't be struggling. I really think that that's cool. Like, I can't because I just like, I don't have mm-hmm. the patience. I don't like this. Ah, I like it. But I really like that that you're doing that because especially like you're on podcast, like you need to know that stuff. Yeah. I used to date a guy who was computer geek and I call it a computer geek because that's the stigma on it. But um, that's how I know what a joystick was. Like, I didn't know what a joystick was. I hate spending my time in front of a computer all day. It's not what I want to be doing, but I've got a lot of knowledge there. So it's useful and, and it's a good tool to help me do stuff. Saying that, with a with the comedy pump podcast um i also offer help in the background to the people that i interview like if you've got requirements for a social media profile auditing or just if you're stuck with something or if, if there's an idea that i can help you with to you know how do you make uh, ebooks or self publishing or you know what could i do to improve this or that or grow my fans and, and all of that. Do you know what I mean? I, that's, I've got knowledge there that I can pass on in the background. It's not like I'm trying to pitch you and say, oh, uh, come and buy my consultancy services or any of that. I just, I help people anyway, you know, um, on my um, business podcast side of things, I, in, I interviewed a guy. Well, I didn't even record it. We had a chat for like an hour and then I've been messaging him well, he's been messaging me, asking me, oh, what do I do here? And I've just been replying, do this, do that. Do you know what I mean? With no expectation of, um, you know, reward financially, just like helping people. But I am building a course that's going to help people to make money online, you know, quit their jobs, all that. I'm kind of passionate about that. <laughs> You're easy to talk to. It's like, ooh, he's got like all this information. Ooh, yeah, 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 this is cool. <laughs> I like it, but. I definitely will. I definitely you'll, you'll get annoyed from me, and uh, I'll, I'll think it's great. Yeah, no, like you can message message me <laughs> no, on LinkedIn I'll if you've got any you questions about stuff. Like good so place. good. I'll ask you uh, stuff, and um, I'll definitely take into consideration what you're saying because I could um, use the help for sure. Yeah, I like what you're saying, like, and it's even logical, you know, like no, yeah, it's fine. Fans and the idea of like all you need is like a a thousand, and then it just it's going from there and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, at some point in the future, I will be charging people. I kind of look at it in the sense of that you put out your stuff and you don't worry about it. And then the right people will find you and the wrong people will be repelled away. You know, um, if you, if you're doing it in a fake way or you're trying to manipulate in any kind of sense, then you're going to attract the wrong people. And then when they see what you really like, they're just going to disappear. You know what I mean? So you might as well just put yourself forward as you are, and then it's a faster way to get to where you're going. The truth will always get you to where you're going faster than anything else. So just put yourself out there, put your truth out there, and then we'll see what happens. I genuinely genuinely want to help people, so I do that, and then but I don't have any expectation at the moment, well, I'm building a business and I, I will be having offers at some point. Do you want to learn this? Then do this, click here or whatever. You know, I'll get there um, and then I'll start making money from it. I mean, I've been researching all this stuff for like 10 years. I've done, I've done the live coaching with the dating stuff. 
but it was it was a bit depressing after a while. You know, I'd have people phone me up and crying down the phone. I had another guy who's almost going to commit suicide because his wife done this, that, and the other. And you know, I'm not a counselor or a psychologist, and I don't want them kind of problems. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so I just I just want to help people. So I'll 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 do the online business stuff because I've learned so much about it and I can help people a lot that way. Um, like I said, I don't like to spend a lot of time in front of the laptop, but I've got to do that. Once I've automated it all, then I'll only have to tend to certain aspects of it. So I won't be working all day long, but it takes a lot of time to set it up. Um, but I'll teach people exactly what to do so that they can quit their job and turn their passion into profits in the shortest time with the least budget. Do you know what I'm saying? Everything's going online. Everyone wants to fucking leave their shitty jobs. If they can make uh, a couple of thousand a month, which is easily obtainable if you start a little online business, depending on how you do it. And I've investigated all the different ways. And I'll, I'll just show the way that I'm doing it so that people can then follow the process and do that do that for themselves. I think everything should move online. That's the way technology and the modern world is going. If you're not online, you need to be getting online, basically. And I think we're being forced online, to be honest, um, with all of this. But it's it's a good thing. Um, not in the sense that we're losing connection physically or socially, but just for convenience and technology, we have to we have to go along with how it's progressing. Yeah, everyone needs to be having an online presence somehow, whether it's Facebook or their website or YouTube or, you know, whatever. Um, it's like back in the day, you know, my parents, they, they worked hard. My dad, um, he was high up in the post office. He was a mason and all this kind of weird stuff. <clears throat> and he was in a trade union and, uh, you know, he was – had to travel to New York and do all this businessy stuff. I didn't know much about it, really, to be honest. Um, but in his day, there was no internet. Do you know what I mean? When you when you had to contact someone, mm -hmm. you wrote them a letter. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like there was no there was no mobile phones. You couldn't text someone. You couldn't go online and, and email or or video chat. You had to send a letter. That was it. Do you know what I mean? Then you wait days and days for a reply. It's so slow. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But these days, it's like everything's instant. The, the opportunities, everything's being sold online. You know, if you tap into that, if you tap into the online flow of everything that's going on, you can easily extract a yeah. lot of money yeah. and support yourself financially. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't teach anything that's uh, dodgy. I don't I stay away from the black hat stuff. I like the white hat stuff, um, be honest and all that. Um, so there's kids out there that are leaving college. Some of them don't even, have not even left college and they're making like so much money. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's easy if you find the right thing and you go about it the right way. Amazon especially is people selling things. I don't want to have physical products to sell. I don't want to have 
stock. Even if Amazon look after the stuff, I don't want to deal with returns and all that kind of stuff. I want, you know, automated digital products, only information products, and then it makes it a lot easier. I started my journey thinking, oh, I'll be a window cleaner. Or I'll have a shop and, <laughs> and, and I'll rent um, videos because you can make the money over and over for the one thing that you've bought. You know, and all I went through all the processes to figure out what's the best way. And where I am at right now is basically to help people get what they want, which is to leave their shitty jobs and make enough money so they can do what they mm -hmm. want when they want. People want the freedom so they can be comfortable and make their own choices without being forced to be a slave to old white money. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I'm helping comedians and I'm helping entrepreneurs. That's that's my thing. Yeah. I love it. And um yeah, I'm really I'm really thankful that that you um were nice enough to take the time to talk to me and let me yeah, okay. let me talk about my my journey and stuff like that. It was really cool. Yeah. I find it easy to talk to you because I can absorb what you're saying for some reason. On a serious note, I really like your accent. I think it's oh, great. Which one? It's I've got many. Accent. It's really cool. <laughs> and I really like your energy and you're a great guy. Just yeah. Oh, thank sure. you. Um, I've lived all around the UK, so my accent changes sometimes. Oh. Sometimes I sound Scottish. Depends who I'm talking to. Sometimes I sound like I'm from London. Well, I might as again. You're right. You know London. I mean? So you sound like you're from London. <laughs> Get the London look. From London, mate. Do you know what I mean? Fancy. Yeah. So fancy. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a banana, but I'd like to show it to you. Okay. Wow. It's quite the contraption looking. My friends, they they do have an opinion about it, but this sucker, this thing, like. I am I am a very immature-minded person, and I think that that's something that I'm not willing to uh, not willing to, <laughs> to change. Like I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my body. I don't know if I'm supposed to look at somebody. I don't know if I'm supposed to keep my hands to myself. But you know what I really want to do is like I really want to be like um, I don't even care if you don't even mean it at this point. Just the point that you like made the effort to like kill the kill the bad silence like oh it feels so much better okay. yeah that's really fucking deep that was really deep man <laughs> no that was good though that was like i'm just gonna just shut up like damn i don't even know what to say to that like look at him go I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> do you even need me for this conversation i'm not sure <laughs> i should just... <laughs> like what the hell <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, that's so cool the way that you put that. Like, that's definitely something that I'm experiencing. It's like, I'm sitting in there and I'm going, I am fearful, but like, I'm not fearful because I'm just taught that I need to be fearful and I don't even know why yet. I had a lot of weird things happen in elevators. Okay. And I'd like to tell you about it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> nothing weird it's nothing weird <laughs> i just love posting it like that i'm not judging you at all <laughs> putting it forward like that it's like um 
you really don't have to. It's fine. <laughs> What's your weird stuff then? So like just weird things where like, um, okay, so here's the most bizarre one, Kate. There was a guy. This was like, this is like a, okay, there's a guy and he's, he's, he's pissed. And by that, I mean, he's drunk. He's just, he's just loaded, but he's not paying any mind to me. And he doesn't realize that like what he's doing is so ignorant. Like when we were trying to get into the same place, I don't want to say where it was because that's giving too much information. But when we were in the same place, he wasn't even being a gentleman, like handing me the door or like acknowledging my existence or anything like that. He was just, nobody was home. So he's drunk and I'm going, okay, I don't know what the hell's wrong with this guy, but I'm just going to step back and let him do his thing and like wait till he figures it out. You never want to disrupt some, someone from what they think they know what they're doing, right? Yeah. You just sit back and like let him figure it out. Well, we took a couple steps and I said to him, you know, I said like, um, you know, you're, you're, you're being rather rude. And he's like, oh, I am so sorry. And he was so apologetic. He had no idea. He had no idea. So I thought, okay, well, I kind of felt bad because he didn't know. Mm. But then he finished it with um, apologizing to me. He apologized to me and he said to me, I'm sorry. My mom just died. Oh. Oh, my Lord. Mm. You know, I just went, I, my body just... I'm trying to save face. So I didn't know what to say to that. Cause I was like, you want to be rude. You do you man. Like you need to, this is an exception to the rule. Right. So I just, I just looked at him, but when he said it, said it to me. So now we're in the elevator and I said to him, do you want to hug? And he looked at me like you're a stranger. What the hell? And, um, yeah. And I went over and I hugged him. And, like, it was like he hadn't been hugged in, like, two years or something like that. And now every time I see him, I saw him once before. I saw him once again. And I saw him again. And every time I see him, I always say to him, hey, how are you? And now I'm known in his mind as, like, the hug girl. (laughs) (laughs) So every time I see him, yeah, it's a kind of a, it's a good story, right? It's like a... Yeah, I did something good in life. <laughs> yeah, so now every time I'm like, okay, what do we have here? <laughs> a lot and, of people, you know, they get they get stuck in their own heads. So, um, you know, when things are happening, they don't appreciate that there's, there's stuff going on in other people's lives that might be making them upset or act act out in anger or fear or whatever. You know, and, and they themselves are stuck in their heads. So it's like a bit of a clash between, uh, you know, my reality is this and you need to understand. No, no, it's like this. But, you know, people need to get out of their heads and into their heart a little bit. And you had, had that experience there where you done that. And that's that's really beautiful. So, yeah. Ding. Thank, right? Thanks. Thank <laughs> God for that, though. Like, thank God that I was able to be like, oh my gosh, like, you're human. <laughs> like, you just lost your favorite human on this planet. Like, wow. How are you, how are you standing up? <laughs> hmm. How are you standing across from me right now? I don't know. But um, I'm telling you, when I go into a mall, 
and you've got the elevators that are transparent, you're basically telling me it is okay for me to act, act up, uh, for me to act obnoxiously. You're, you're basically asking for it. You know, those elevators that are transparent, like it's glass and they go straight up and you can see the people going up. Like, I just, I love, like, if you can catch somebody's eye and just stare at them as you go up and just wave at them, they're, they will watch you. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. They're going to watch you go all the way up. So, <laughs> you know, or like, um, there's always fun when you try to get off the elevator, but people are like, no, I'm going on. So we're all just going on the elevator and they forget people are coming off the elevator. Mm-hmm. So then you get like this, like, like, where is there, ah, you know, there, you're kind of doing one of these, so where are you going? Sorry. Okay. <laughs> and what's even worse is when you're doing it across from a person who like, you find them attractive or something like that, or, or you're just kind of like, or it's like an older, older person where you're like, I don't want to hurt them. Like, where do I go? <laughs> and you feel like, oh my God, why do I feel stupid doing this? it's hilarious to me so um the adventures of lifts featuring lisa (laughs) you know what would be awesome is if like two people were talking from each other (laughs) from each elevator going up (laughs) you know pressed against the thing going up (laughs) (laughs) i'll never let you go You could literally make a movie about an elevator or elevators. Yeah, you, you totally could. I really want to press my face up against the the uh, uh, window. The, the window, yeah. I want to press my face up against the window and stare somebody in the face as I'm going up. <laughs> That's my objective is to get there. Like, I, I feel like I'm at, like, a four, and that's a five. So I'm almost there. Once you do that, then go to a cafe or a restaurant and where you can't be removed by the gods of mechanical machinery. Um, you'll just stand there with your face against the window watching people eat like that. <laughs> what the? <laughs> See how long you can do it for before you get arrested. <laughs> What are you doing? Why are you bugging me? I'm just staring through the window. Okay, well, you're being weird. There's, I am weird. This glass tastes so good. Mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, that's what dogs do when they're on the window. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're just, they like the cold and they think that sons are going to get something from it. Yeah. <laughs> so I like to do that. One time I, um, one time I used to work at this store. And it was so, it was, it was a clothing store and it was so boring. And so they stuck me right beside the mannequins. And so I'm 5'10 and I would just, and I would just greet people as they came in. And then I would have to hound them to buy something once they got into the store. It was terrible. So I'd stand behind the mannequin and one day (laughs) I I was standing beside the mannequin and I was just thinking about something. I don't know where the hell like my head was, I must've been thinking about lettuce or something. I don't know what was going, something other than the clothing was really important. And I paused 
and people were walking by and I was thinking, and then I just went like this. And as I moved, this kid went, <laughs> like this. he had thought, he had thought this poor kid. He, he looks at me and I went like, I was like, what is your problem? And he said, he said I thought you were a mannequin. I thought you were mannequins. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> I mean, thank you. <clears throat> But, you know, part of me was like, that is hilarious. Should I keep doing this all day? So I tried to do it again, but it didn't work. But, um, yeah, that's a thing. Like, that was a good experience in my life. And, and if I could go back to that day and do it again, the only thing I would do differently is have somebody record that. <laughs> it was so fun. You can pull that off, though, with your face. You've got a bit of a doll face, so you can maybe get away with it appearing to be like a mannequin <laughs> I can kind of see that yeah there we go yeah I've seen the movie mannequin that, uh, I love that that's a cool movie if I was to remain still uh, I think though that people probably just think that I'm a drunk and asleep <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Grant <What's that> <laughs> <laughs> do I bug you? <laughs> then don't bug me. <laughs> or I don't know, whatever. That would be kind of funny though. Yeah. You know, I, I, I know something too is people that are, they, sometimes they get really weirded out when I say hi to them. There was a guy, <laughs> there was a grumpy, grumpy gremlin like guy. And I went into the grocery store. Okay. And he's just eyeing me and, and I'm, and we're doing sort of this, like, who's, who has more power kind of thing. I don't know. It was weird. It was like, you know how sometimes you pick up on someone's energy and you're like, I, I don't like this. I feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I guess he decided that he, he felt uncomfortable by my energy or there was something I was doing and I wasn't aware of it. So he, I go up to the cash and then he ends up coming to the same cash. And I looked at him and he kind of, and he was ready to look at me. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. And I said, um, hi, how's your day? And, and he does one of these. Fine. <laughs> I was like, okay, great. <laughs> um, I'm glad we had this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Just completely thrown off because I'm saying hi. It was like, it was like, people just don't do that. You know, like, why are you saying hi? I, I need to know. Just spoiling for an argument, really, sounds of it. Oh, yeah? I couldn't figure it out. I was just like, this is, this is really bizarre. Some, some people are just, you know, they're looking to fulfill their um, emotional need for certain negative habit patterns to reinforce their conditioning. You know, just bas- basically negative habit patterns need to be fed with situations. So people go out looking for these situations your body has as a need to continue the chemicals that it's used to producing whether they're negative or positive you know so if you're living in the kind of negative behaviors all the time your body will seek out these negative situations to reinforce and recreate the chemicals and keep the addiction going it's basically an addiction um like a validation for it yeah, well, it's, it's, it's actually chemical addiction. 
your hypothalamus creates chemistry in your body, which you get used to, and you need to keep that going. Same as any addiction, you know what I mean? So while you're not aware of this, you'll just stay in the same patterns and you'll keep finding negative things. But you could do the same in a positive way, and it's the same whether it's negative or positive, the chemicals that your body is creating, it just wants to create more of that. That's why I'm quite interested in all the, uh, the woo-woo stuff and the scientific-based stuff. It's more scientific that I'm interested in. Not interested in it. I am spiritual, but I don't get down with all the, uh, you know, uh, dream catchers and crystals and all that kind of stuff. Um, do you know what I mean? I, am- I don't see you as that kind of guy. I'm Reiki trained. I'm a, I'm a trained Reiki practitioner. I don't use Reiki. I've got my own form of healing. It's intuitive healing. And I enjoy going to certain places and, and seeing what's going on, like the sort of places that might have the crystals and the dream catchers and all of that. But I, I, I kind of, I'm a bit arm's length with it because I think a lot of people just enjoy getting down with that kind of thing. Just, because it's kind of cool, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I like, like the I like I like the stuff that's actually backed up by science, and um, like the Dr. Joe Dispenza stuff. Um, his stuff's backed up by science. He talks about the chemistry of the brain and the body and all of that, and how you can alter your life with your thoughts and emotions and so on. I like how you know all this kind of stuff and it's stuff that I, um, when I hear you say it out loud, I'm like, that makes sense. I mean, I don't know how you got there, but however you got there, like it makes sense for me too. When I was like, um, a teenager, I might not even have been a teenager. I got a book called super health. I just, I was out shopping, um, in London with my mom, come across this book shop and, I found a book and it was called Super Health. I picked it up and had a look and it was really interesting and I bought it and I took it home and it was talking about all these people's stories where they've visualized um, and healed themselves from things like massive tumors, you know, cancer, all that kind of stuff. And they've completely got rid of it just by using visualization techniques. And I was like, wow, what's going on here? and that started a ball rolling so i was like the power of the mind you know that was my introduction to um how you can create your own reality with you know just stuff that's inside of you so like just a side question completely unrelated to that have you ever personally scared the crap out of a delivery person yes you did. Uh, I used to be a delivery person. But have you ever done it to somebody when they're coming to their door, your yes, door, on, on purpose? Kind of. I feel like everyone should do that once in their life. I've, um, oh, it's over there. I ordered a face mask from Amazon. And, um, oh, God. It was on, it was on my uh, phone saying, oh, the guy's so many stops away. And then I was, I was watching him, like, you know, uh, some stalker. 
yeah. and uh, I see that he was in in my street. I was the next stop, and then I've looked out and he's drove past to to the next building, and I was like, oh, you've gone to the wrong place. Um, but then he came out, and then he's drove along a bit, and then and then come up my stairwell. I was like, oh, so I'm at the spy hole like that. Mm, where is this guy? Uh-huh. Can't hear anything yet. Mm. <laughs> so by the time I actually came through the hallway door, I could see him. And um, I've just opened the door as he's walked towards my door. And he's like, huh? He didn't knock. So I just opened the door before he got to it and said, hi, thanks, Matt. Yeah. And you're just, boom, I'm right there. The package. You're just like, yeah. Is it you're looking for? <laughs> He, he he was he was fine about it. Maybe he gets that a lot. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I've got a friend who I don't know how many times, but she's ordering things, and I think I've seen three or four times. I've been at her house in the past month, no joke. And she's gotten packages. Like now, I'm judging her. <laughs> but anyway, she's got the package, and um. She tells me, I was just at her house the other day. She tells me, so I'm holding on to her puppy dog and I'm talking to him because him and I have a friendship that I've, that I've coined. And so we're talking and she goes, wait, wait, stay there. Don't move. And I was like, what? She's like, there's another delivery guy. I'm like, you are crazy, but I'll stay. Yeah, I'll stay. And so she goes over to the door and I don't know, I can't see what's going on but I can hear it. And she just went like dead silent. And then all of a sudden, all I heard was, ha, 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 and I guess the guy, <laughs> I guess the guy, after she did it, I had to look just because I wanted to see what the reactions were. And you see the guy going like, what the hell? He, he just, <laughs> He just, it was the funniest thing. Like she likes to, she just likes to traumatize them. And then it's funny because for the rest of the day, he's going to be thinking about that. He's going to be like, you know, his wife's going to be like, how was your day, sweetheart? You know what? This, there was one house that I went up to and I was just minding my own husband business, doing my job. And this crazy lady just like peered out of nowhere. I like to spin people out and in a positive way, you know, make them think. I I like to make them stop and think because everyone's running around like a fucking robot. And I'm like, when they come across me, I want them to be like, do you know? And, and, and then just contemplate and get into a zone where they're like, Oh, I was running on autopilot, but I don't need to. And start thinking for themselves. I love that. It's a really hard thing to do because... Sometimes it just takes a little bit of stupidity or a bit of craziness (laughs) in an elevator, though. You know what I'm saying? It just takes that little (laughs) trigger. Sometimes it just takes a little bit of stupidity, you know? (laughs) I like it. Just get stupid. Yeah. (laughs) What are you up to today? Just getting stupid, you? Tony Robbins, he's got this thing, right? As an example, a woman gets on stage and um, she's saying, oh, this problem with my husband and blah, 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 blah. And he throws a glass of water on her face. And she's like, "Ah!" 
uh, and then he's like, okay, now I'm just going to change some stuff in your head here. And then he goes on with his stuff. And, and he just, he does that to create a state change because people are running in a, in a, like an automated thing in their head and he needs to interrupt that. It's called a pattern interrupt. Right. And then he can then reinstall a new configuration for them to get into their head and 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 right like don't just take something out you have to replace it it's like when you've got two railway lines and you you flick the switch from one to the other instead of them going that way they'll be going that way so you have to create that pivotal moment it's creating a pivotal moment of just going in a different direction if people are constantly going in the same negative direction if you can do something to interrupt that they can have a chance to go in a different direction which if you control it to or have, have the knowledge to coax it in a better direction, for want of a better word, then, you know, that that's all good then, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I have a weird question for you. Um, no. What, yeah, 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 no, right? Like, this is like a personal one. You don't have to answer it, but okay. I'd like to think that I'm really good. Like, so you're very interpersonal, I think is the word. Intro, introspective, sorry. Okay. And so um, I'd like to think that I, I'd like to think that I'm very good when it comes to astrology of guessing people. Okay. Okay. So give me a few shots. Okay. But I want to see if I can't guess your astrology. Okay. I'll give you 13 guesses. That's so, that's very nice of you. Um, Okay. My first guess is a cancer. Wrong. My second guess is a Scorpio. My daughter's a Cancer. Um, but no, I'm not a Scorpio. And my third guess is a Taurus. No. No, I'm not a Taurus, no. A Virgo or a Pisces is my last. No. Oh, for the love of God. Pisces is an opposite sign. Yeah, a Virgo. No. Yeah, so I'm not sure. I'm so... I'm. Because the thing is, is like the things that you say, I'm like, how do you get there? How have you gotten there? And I wonder if you have the same experiences as me. And then I was like, I wonder what his astrology is. So now I have no idea. Hey, would you like me to tell you? Yes, I'm dying. Okay. Um, my star sign is Ophiscius. No, but what is your, what is your horoscope? Ophiscius. I don't know what a fiscus is. Is that like a fish? It's the 13th star sign. That's why I said I'd give you 13 guesses. I don't think that... Okay, so tell me what your birth date is. Okay, it's in December. I'm a Sagittarian. By the Gregorian calendar, I'm a Sagittarius uh, Aries rising. Interesting. Very much. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. I'm very much free spirit. Um, I've had people explain, um, like what I'm like relationally. Um, someone I knew said, you're like kind of trying to hold on to a bar of soap. The tighter you squeeze, the more you slip out of my fingers. And, yeah. and like with the Sagittarius being a horse thing, it's like, um, kind of wild. And, but if you try and put a saddle on me, I'm going to bolt. Do you know what I mean? So I 100% do know what you mean. My father was a Sagittarius 
And one of my best friends is a Sagittarius. And I always tell the people around her, well, she's married now, but anybody that is, has interest in her, I always tell them she's very easygoing. Mm-hmm. But the one that you were talking to, actually. Um, yeah, and I actually, I actually like tell them, like, if you, if she says no, believe her when she says no. She will say it in the nicest way, yada, yada, yada. Don't push it. Mm-hmm. She's the kind of person who's, she's up for anything. But if you try to say you are this and you're stuck here, it's like she feels like I need out. Like, like she needs to go and do things. You can't tell me what to do. Like, I need to feel free to do yeah. as I please. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I'm like, yeah, like do whatever you want. So it works for the two of us. And I can be like, Hey, do you want to try this? Yeah. Sounds good. She is Sagittarius. Did you say? Yeah. She's a Sag and she's very, she's very strong minded. Like on the outside, she's very easygoing. Yeah. How's it going? What's up? Everything's fine. But it's like underneath it all. It's like, are you going to respect me as a human being? And if you don't, I'm going to know. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm all about, you know, you respect me as a human being, however I am, and I'll, and I'll give you the same. So, um, I think, um, when we it's, it's like, um, Sagittarius, uh, you can create a space with people so that they feel safe to be themselves and you don't judge them. Um, and like for me, I'll do anything for anyone to help them. But the minute you try and tell me what to do, it's see ya. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, because it comes across as like do this. Like you can be, be it's, it's, it's total anarchy. And when I say anarchy, I don't mean in the mainstream media sense of you know disruption of violence. I mean in the sense of freedom and that you do what you want to do, I'll do what I want to do, and it's all good, but you know, I won't mess with you. You don't mess with me. Um, and it's, and it's all good. Interesting. Mm. I like it. Yeah. I didn't peg you for a Sag at all. I, I thought you were something else. Maybe we should have a conversation about something. <laughs> <laughs> I have his banana. Oh, <laughs> I think his name is Huey. Huey. Yeah. Okay. This is Huey and the other one's Louie. I have an opinion about that banana. I'd like to hear it. I don't think you would. It's a nice banana. You don't think I would? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> my friend looked at that and she said, Oh my God, Lisa. Oh my God, it looks like a toy. And I'm like, I know, <laughs> I know, but it's a light bulb. A light bulb? Yeah, a light bulb. You know when people think they have like a light bulb? Oh yeah. Yeah, but no, not really. Put the banana on your head. Right? <laughs> Put both of them and I'll be like, you know, like maybe get some bigger jewelry and some like huge necklace thing. Yeah. You know those African women that they have like bananas on their head and they're just, Oops, yeah. I could do that. <laughs> I want to feel like I'm one with the world. 
a plan of action today of to discuss certain things or were you just going with the flow or I'm just going going with the flow like I was thinking you know there are some like things that I'd like to talk about but then I'm like you know what that's okay because I do so much better when I just go with the flow I don't know why it's just I I need to be in the moment you know yeah it's kind of like if you if you force things then you're putting rules on things and that's nobody likes that yeah I personally like conversations about my banana light bulbs and elevators. I find them. That's, that's good. Yeah. I find but, it more interesting. I don't like, I like the idea of answering questions, but after a while it's kind of like, okay, I'm just waiting for the next question. And I got to figure out what the answer is to that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a great fan of the interview kind of um, format. I rather just, I don't even um, look too much about who my guests are. I look a little bit to get a bit of an idea, see if there's anything interesting in their profiles just to bring up in conversation. But then I'll just get straight into the the chat and just let it flow, see where it goes. It's it's way better than having something structured. I don't I don't like structure really, because I'm a Sagittarius. I just like to trot around. <laughs> yeah yeah whatever right like whatever whatever works for you works for you and whatever works for me works for me and we're both working and we're happy then yeah i mean i think it's the best you've done a tiktok i did did you see it yeah did you see the gas that i had on one of those the what the gas flatulence no you didn't see my tiktok flatulence no. That's, oh my that's gosh. Video on there. Is it, have you got more? You only saw one? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I have a whole I've so many I've got a bunch of them on there. Small 0075. On TikTok. That's right. Are we saying TikTok? The um Yeah, TikTok. So watch this. I'm gonna show it to you. Okay, um, so that's not what I've got here. What have you got? Yes, I can't seem to move my. Is yeah, that the main one. I can't seem to move the stuff off of what I have now over to there. Uh, yeah. so you've got two different accounts. Yeah, I can't seem. Oh man. So this one I have. So I don't worry too account. much about losing this one and combining accounts because, to be honest, you've only got 25 views and it, it wasn't really that interesting. I'm just being honest. Um, and it can be it can be complicated to do such stuff. Um, I started an account and then tried to start a different account and I immediately realized there's no point trying to combine the stuff. It's too much asshole for whatever the content is. It's not worth it. Um, and the phone number is connected to only one account as well. And you have to wait a month before you can release your phone number from an old account and add it to a new account. So you have to delete the old account, wait a month, then you can add that phone number to your new account. 
That's why that's taking forever. Okay. <laughs> so I want the original small 007 Lisa, but the other one that I have is small 007 Lisa 5 because small 007 Lisa was taken by none other than myself and I didn't even realize it. So that means, yeah, I'll have to erase the other one then. I'm going to go ahead and do that right now. I'm going to go ahead and do that. Now, how the heck do I do that? Oh, yeah, I realized because my daughter's on TikTok. She's um, she's all up in the social media um, things with the makeup stuff and all that. And right. So I was trying to send her a message, but she couldn't get it because it's connected with your phone numbers. And I created a new account, and I was like, tried to send her a message, and and wouldn't do it unless I've got a phone number connected. So she let uh, wait a month before I could message her on the thing. That's annoying because I was like, I would rather move everything over from one account to here. Yeah. But it was like, no, you can't do that. Have a nice day. Yeah. Well, how am I supposed to have a nice day? I need an elevator. <laughs> the only thing that's gonna make me happy. As long as you post regularly, I mean, because it's a relatively new platform, as long as you post a video regularly, like say three to five a day, which isn't hard. A day? 15 second videos. Like you literally just go like this with your phone. But, oh my God, uh, blah, 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 whatever, da, da, who cares? And then there's your video. Who cares? Do you know what I mean? Who cares? Three to five videos a day. And it doesn't even matter what the content is so much. It's just the fact that you're putting stuff on there and it's getting shown to people and um, your your audience will start to grow. Because it's a new platform, your, your stuff's getting shown to everyone and the more people engage, the more you're getting shown to other people. So literally, like there's a, there's a famous video on TikTok and the guy's like... Um, Literally, people are um, being TikTok famous for the dumbest things. And then it would be a clip of something random and crap. And be, there, that was worth a thousand views right there. And he's not wrong. Literally, there's people getting tens of thousands of views for stuff that's not entertaining. It's not funny. It's not useful. It's not valuable. And, and it's just there. You know, you haven't got to try. Um, obviously, when you have like people that are talented or nice to look at or charismatic, they can generate more views faster because people like it and engage with it more. But there's people like that have no skills, nothing interesting about themselves, and they're still getting massive popularity just because they're posting random crap stuff so that's wild yeah as opposed to like facebook or youtube or instagram where you hardly you know all, all your stuff gets throttled unless you're paying them basically or um or you have something that's valuable but tiktok doesn't care tiktok will just show your stuff to random people and uh you can build an audience of i don't know you could um Based on who you are. You could post videos of a spider on your wall 
and you still get a big audience, you know, because there's a lot of people seeing your video, there'll be people that might be interested to see a spider on a wall. <laughs> what the hell, Grant? Crazy right now. I don't know if they'll change That's the algorithm. That's so funny. You have no idea how funny I find that. In, in, That's so, Mike, a spider on a wall. When when Facebook first started, it was really easy. You could you could capture the audience and and sell them crap they don't need, and Facebook wouldn't really know how to stop you. But you know they they have locked it all down now. You you have to pay them if if you want your stuff to be shown to people, or maybe you'll get like one or two likes and that's it. That's how it is now. You have to pay to play. But TikTok's still in. Its- early days so you can take advantage of that and build up a, a big audience while they're still figuring stuff out. Interesting. Yeah. It's worth it, eh? Yeah, get, getting on a new platform that's going to be popular is like the hottest thing for growing an audience. And t- what do you find about YouTube is the most difficult to bring in viewers? And not really, because that... Because it's Google, it depends on SEO, like search engine optimization. So it's about keywords and relevance. Do you know what I mean? People type something yeah. in, right? You type in banana, and it's going to show you some stuff about bananas. But then you type in, like, banana light, and then you zeroed in on the keyword a bit more. It's called a long tail keyword. Or a banana light 240 volt. Um, you know, the more specific you are, the more specific they can be with showing you what you're looking for. So the people that's uploading content need to use the keywords that match what people are looking for. Right. But relevance is the number one key secret. And I noticed that because it says you can you can hashtag your videos to whatever you want people to to be seeing it as, but um. The other the flip side to that is like, okay, so so my stuff, for example, my stuff is like nonchalant, right? If I want someone to find me, I don't even know what to put because I don't know how to narrow in comedy. It is what it is. Yeah. Do I put female comedian? Do I put rose? Do I put red because my hair is red? That- I don't know. That's why branding is important, because if you can have a unique twist, then you can hashtag the shit out of that. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So if I'm talking about elevators in my comedy skit, then I would put in elevators. Yeah. Or like coronavirus comedian, you know. (laughs) Not that you'd specialize in something like that. I love it. I love it. But it's about keywords and, and what you can be known for. Do you know what I mean? Um, like certain comedians are known for certain angles. You got to differentiate yourself so it makes you a little bit more unique. Thing is, with right. words, everyone wants to be. All the comedians want to have, you know, comedy um, as their thing. If people was to search for comedy, they'd show up first. But it's such a saturated market. You know, there's just it's very difficult to show up first. It's a good way of putting that. But if you was to have terms that were more um, detailed and unique and different, 
you know, like, um, do you remember Jeff Goldblum, uh, the movie uh, back in, the, I think it was the 80s, um, Tall Guy? No. Jeff Goldblum was in a movie called Tall Guy because he's really tall. Okay. It's a, it's a dating movie, which kind of a little bit funny. So he kind of put that label on himself a little bit. And you could do something similar. There's no one called Tall Girl that I know of. You could, you could, you could have a little think and see how that might work to brand yourself in a certain way. That's what I'm trying to go for. Yeah. Yeah, I know what a brand to to be a brand. I I understand that, or to be. Yeah, you need to, you need to, like a tagline that will just stick with you for like the rest of your days. Like, what do you want to be known for or known as? Tall and small. Is a is it exactly tall and small? Tall and small. Yeah, it is actually the one I want. Tall and small. Yeah, the, just the contrast of my height and um. That's that that is my thing. Because the fact that my last name is small is like, what are the odds of that? What what would you want your hashtag to be? Shorter the better. More catchy and memorable is better. Small tall. Yeah, but why would I pick a hashtag, just one hashtag? Wouldn't I pick a bunch of them? No. Oh, just take one in particular. You could use a bunch of hashtags, like comedy, comedian, comedy show, things like that. It would be something like the tall girl or the small girl. If, the if small you, girl. You could create your own hashtag just for you. By using it all the time, right? Yeah. And then when you have people that are aware of you, they could maybe type it in or whatever and, and, and find out all your content on a platform. I suppose it would just be my name, Small Lisa. Tall Lisa Small. Even better. Not everyone needs that. It's lowballing. I understand that. It's, it's it's like it's the first thing people think about. Oh God, get loads of people to like my stuff. But you, you don't always, you know. If you're getting the right kind of people, you don't need a a great amount of people. And there's people that that have millions of followers, but most of them don't pay any attention to the, what they post. You know, they're just a another number in their analytics. You know. So, yeah, because weren't you saying the other day? If you got yourself a good group of a thousand, then you're then you're you're pretty good. It just expands yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah. I really like ticking people off. Ticking people off. Yeah, because uh, I'm good at it. You know, I posted something, and well, actually, I'll put. I'll tell you what happened. Was this guy said, you know, Lisa, I really like it with you. I really like your um. Your hair makes you, your blonde hair makes you look old, but you're beautiful. And I said, okay, well, this isn't going to go well. Cause, uh, so I said, um, you can't talk to people like that. You especially can't talk to women like that. Um, and I had to go into explaining to him like that that's not polite. And I understand that maybe for you that's polite. But what you don't know is I, he doesn't have any clue that he's talking to a hairdresser, first of all. Yeah. In Canada, that color of blonde is very popular and considered very attractive. So I had to tell him, that's like me telling you that you're skinny. It's unsolicited information, and it's not nice. It doesn't come from a nice place. But don't worry, you're beautiful. <laughs> so I like to piss people off because it's like, 
oh, maybe what I did say wasn't appropriate. Oh, maybe I'm not, you know. And so I find that I do well. I find like I do well that way. So I go and I look for somebody and I find somebody that, um, I, I pick a subject I'm aware. And then I go and I find somebody that disagrees with me. And next thing you know, I've made myself a fan. And I'm going, why does this make any sense? <laughs> so bizarre. But that seems to be working for me. Uh, some guys um, have spent a lot of time, too much time talking about football and stuff and less time talking about women and relationship stuff. But that's a different kettle of fish. Um, I get what you mean about taking people off and, and comedy is a great way to do that. If, if you can make people laugh, they're less likely to kill you when you tell them the truth. <laughs> I don't know how the hell you knew that. Like... Uh, I'm full of useless information. It's 10 years of surfing the web. <laughs> Holy jeez. Right, so, yeah, I've got, got bunches and bunches of stuff. I've got a folder next to me. It's like that flick with notes that I've took over the years. And that's just the stuff I've written down. I've got way more on my laptop. Um, I just, I'll never get around to looking at it, but a lot of it sticks in my head. I can stop recording, can I? Oh, yeah, you can. All right, yeah, nice yeah. talking to nice, you. I'll it. catch Thank you later. You. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. Right Speak to you soon. All right, bye. That's it for today, Pumpers. Don't forget to leave a written review on Apple or wherever you listen. Give the show some stars, leave some feedback or suggestions. Any reviews that catch my attention might just get a shout out on the show. Stay awesome.